Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, football fans. It's Sunday slash Monday morning. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. This just in. Shaman here, Wonga here, Brennan here, Forrest here. It's a Mother's Day edition. But more importantly than just that, far more importantly, in fact, it's a very special young man's birthday today. Special young man called Jimmy Brennan. Jimmy, you're doing well. It's actually 10 past four on Sunday. On your birthday, your family's coming in to celebrate, and as it stands right now, you're a couple of beers in, but you're doing fine. No, I'm I'm doing good. I was uh, I was up early this morning. My son had a game out in Hamilton, and then I got home around two thirty. Uh, opened up a, a nice cold Guinness, and then my mother came over, wished me happy birthday, and then my brothers and everybody and kids were all here and. My my birthday time went out the window, and now it's all Mother's Day. Did you say Happy Mother's, Mother's Day? Day? Oh yeah, I bought her flowers. Like so, whenever little gift, everybody comes over to your house. You think they they warn all the kids about? <laughs> no, they like just don't <laughs> listen to the podcast. Are you known as, are you known as, as Dirty Uncle Jimmy? No, are you crazy? <laughs> I Love just it. like that Charm spoke for us. It's, it's more, it's more like they, dirty. It's more like dirty Uncle Michael, my brother. Oh, he's dirty. I just like that Charm spoke for us and made your birthday more important than our mother's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, listen, never be more important than the mother's, will we? No, never, never. I, I went out to Mississauga today. Uh, met my my mom halfway between where she is and where we are. Get down there, like almost two hours. Traffic's awful. They got stuck in traffic. Two hours from Burlington for them to freaking Mississauga. Horrendous. Get there. The uh, reservations are screwed up in the restaurant. Just done. Never heard of us. They find a table for us at the back in this shitty part of the restaurant. They ignore us for 20 minutes. So I say, screw this. I stand up and we leave. And we find a little pub down the road and it was fine. It was fine. But that's how it's been so far. That's how Mother's Day has been. That was me, uh, Sharms. I phoned up the restaurant. I said, cancel for uh, James Sharman, total table. (laughs) (laughs) Son of a bitch. (laughs) You've got such an issue with my mum. Don't know why. We won't go down that road. (laughs) But to celebrate Jimmy's birthday, uh, (laughs) to celebrate Jimmy's birthday, uh, a friend of mine found in, in his dad's attic an old box of programs from England back in the day. And he found this, this old program called the Ox. It's Oxford United's uh, match day program. 
And back in those days, they, they still do. They'll give a little bio of the opposition as well. And this is 1999, Oxford against Bristol City. And Jimmy's uh, in the starting 11. And if you go to the little player bio, Jimmy Brennan, or back in those days, Jim Brennan, defender. Jim is a Canadian defender who joined the club in October of 1994 from Sora Lazio of the Canadian National League. <laughs> Born in Toronto, Jim has struggled to win a regular first-team place in the city lineup, although he has proved himself to be versatile and capable of playing as a wingback or as an orthodox right-back. Having been in and out of the city lineups for the majority of this season, Brennan has fought his way back into his manager's plans of late and will hope to play some part this afternoon. Jimmy, in your formative years, do you remember that period? Yeah, yes, I do. Um, it was very difficult for me. I remember when I first went over to England, I was uh, more of a striker, left winger. And then Big Joe Jordan put me as a left back, as a left wing back, because then that's when that, that position started to really come into, into effect, was back then, 94, 95. It was all about the wing backs and full backs bombing on. And it took me a while to get used to the position. But I had uh, a guy called Darren Bernard who came from Chelsea to Bristol. Um, he was playing week in and week out. Couldn't get in front of him. Then we had another player, Mickey Bell, who was more or less backing him up on the left side, and Brian Tinian. So we, it was it was bizarre because I think if you went around the football league, there wasn't many teams that had four or five lefties on the on their on their rosters. So I had to wait for my time. And I remember at my first game, I ended up getting called up by the, the manager at the time. He says, hey, listen, you're going to start. I was like, perfect. So who's injured? Because I was, I was like, the lefties aren't injured. He goes, you're going to play right back. I was like, fucking hell. Have you seen my right foot? I can't kick with my right foot. <laughs> Needless to say, every time I received the ball, I was just coming straight back into the middle, back onto my <laughs> left foot. And I think I ended up playing maybe 15 games at right back until uh, – I think it was Mickey Bell at the time got injured, the left back, and then that's when I went over to the to the left side. And then we ended up playing against Oxford in the cup, and Mark Watson was the center back. So All right. the first play, I, I end up getting the ball. I start bombing on down the wing. I start coming inside. Waddy's playing center back. I remember this clear as day. I drop my shoulder to the left. I fake to the right, go back outside. Well, Waddy stumbles, right? Ass over heels, gone. Stumbles. I break in behind, have a quick shot. Keepers make a save. As I turn around and I start running back, Waddy looks at me and gives me a little tug. He says, if you ever do that again, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> Canadiana. I was like, what? He goes, I'm telling you now, you do that again, you're dead. I'll smash you. I was like, Waddy. He goes, no, you're dead. I was like that. Oh, my God. And, and for those of us that played with Waddy, he, he had a screw loose when he played. And he loved a good scissor challenge. He wouldn't back out of anything. He would tackle a truck. And I just went, oh, my God, he's going to kill me. I know what he's like. Needless to say, I just stayed on the wing and took off. He's the, the only one that's a player that actually gave me the finger during the game. Hey. That's right. Was it Gold Cup? <laughs> fuck, fuck off finger. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I started laughing. Because you, you – like, yeah, you told him – I remember because we all we were all defending. We were all defending. And something happened. And you yelled at him and said, Waddy, don't do that next time. Get it forward. And he just turned around and went – have that and he flicked you the bird 
<laughs> and we all started laughing. <laughs> I said, the referee, I said, did you see that? <laughs> Give him the yellow. So, he was dwelling in the corner, and uh, he could have cleared it easily. It ended up hitting his standing leg. I think it went out for a corner. He was just embarrassed. So, Waddy, Waddy, give me the finger. I was like, what? Jeez, you just gave me the finger? <laughs> this program is from 99, and it's actually so it's Oxford against Bristol City. Um, in It's not the FA Cup, I don't think. It's not the FA Cup because it says here the next game after this is against Chelsea. In the fourth round of the FA Cup. Now, Craig, when were you at Chelsea? Was that ninety nine? It was. It was late nineties, right? No, ninety seven. Oh, it was ninety seven? Was it that early? What was it? Okay, okay. I thought there'd be some really weird thing here because, you know, Oxford about to play you. Um, this game though, um, yeah, uh, Mark Watson was playing in this game as well against you, Jim, Jimmy. So uh, not the FA Cup, but still, I thought it's. I might post this actually on uh, on the on Twitter. Later on, my buddy uh, Nigel, uh, who's a big Bristol City fan, I guess his dad's an Oxford fan, but found this program anyway. Anyway, there you have it, Jimmy. Big happy day. birthday, pal. Thank you very yeah, much. Happy birthday, Jimmy. Big day for your rivals down there, Bristol. Bristol Rovers had the, one of the most remarkable days getting promoted, needing seven goals against Scunthorpe, and they managed oh. to do it. Yeah. They Joey won 7 0. Joey Barton's a gaffer there. 7 0. And they needed yeah, all those goals now. to get. Uh, they were five goals behind. They ended up to the tying exact same rep- record um, as Northampton. Wins, losses. Goal. And I guess their head to head took them ahead of them. So, yeah, just a remarkable day. Yeah, Joey Barton. Can you imagine? Yeah. You know what? Wherever he goes, though, he does a good job. Now, it's controversial. There's been issues, obviously, but I wonder if he'll ever get a chance at a, at a, at a, a big club because of the past because he can clearly manage he can clearly manage but he's got to keep his mouth shut like he's yeah. even down in bristol he's been slaughtering past managers and things like that like i mean really seriously like he's he's an interesting guy he really is he is he's, he's quite he intelligent is that. um he, he's definitely a different i think a at different one guy point, he tried to get into politics as well didn't he he may have done. I Wouldn't surprise me at all. Trying to get into politics, then he got the Fleetwood Town job. Yeah, that's correct. And he he did a good job there. He was there for a number of years and had some good success. And now he's gone to Bristol Rovers, got them promoted. He, he sees so. himself as a bit of a art savant, apparently. Like uh, there's a BBC piece a few a uh, couple of years ago now, walking around a museum in London, talking about art. It's it's really interesting. Um, but yeah, we're getting down to that time of year with promotion, relegation. The playoffs are set now in the Champions Championship. Sheffield United against Nottingham Forest of all, and then it's Luton against Huddersfield. I really hope not to criticise Luton or Huddersfield, but I hope that the uh, the promoted team is either Forest or or the Blades. I hope it's Forest. By the way, Richie Larea gets his first full debut for Forest this past week. Our boy, woohoo! And did very well. <laughs> Our boy, Richie. Our boy. Yeah. <laughs> did very well. Got some good ratings. Um, great feedback. And uh, maybe this is a beginning for, for Richie. What could be next for Richie this week, I wonder? Huh? <laughs> How could the uh, the career path get any better than it already has? Um, anyway, in case you, you don't realize, we have a podcast on Wednesday slash Thursday. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. But still, Forrest, <laughs> that close. To being back where they belong in the Prem. As for the Premier League boys, 
Oh boy, we've been waiting for a couple of things. You know, who's going to stumble first, City or, or Liverpool? And also, how would City respond from that, you know, heartbreak last Tuesday in the Champions League? Well, they responded pretty well, Craig. They smashed Newcastle 5 0. Liverpool drew Spurs 1 1. And suddenly it's three points, and the goal differential is switched as well. So, great weekend for Pep Guardiola coming off what was a, an awful, awful week. Yeah, it was impressive uh, considering what happened and how they put it all behind to just play this remarkable football. And, you know, you thought there was potential there for a slip up. Newcastle's not a, an easy place to go these days and it's going to get more difficult in years to come. But all in all, um, just terrific. You know, the, the actual mentality of the players, every single one of them was just top, top notch. It was a it was a really good solid performance. Uh, better than that, in fact, for sure. And I think you know the, the players, and it's it it just goes to show you the confidence that these players have as well. Because going into that game against Newcastle, some players would be thinking too much about it, thinking, "Oh, we have to get we have to get this result." And the pressure gets to them; they start making silly mistakes. But not this group; they thrive on it. They thrive on that pressure, and to go and and to beat Newcastle five 0 Wow, it's incredible. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Could have been a banana skin, right? That could have been the one, but in fact well, that's, it was. Yeah, of course. That's what people are like. thinking, right? They're thinking, this, that's not going to be an easy match against Newcastle, yep. especially the, with their form mm -hmm. right now, and they're playing quite well, and you're not going to pump them. Five now. Sure made it look easy. Whew. Can you believe uh, May 12th, right? So coming up shortly, May 12th is 10 years since the Aguero goal that started this whole thing off. Oh, that's crazy. Of, speaking of Joey Barton, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's he was right. Involved in that game, he was crazy. Ten years, like man, it flies, eh? They brought out a, a third strip. City have a promotional strip celebrating that. It's got the time of the goal, and then on the back it's Aguero, like three or four O's because of the famous Martin Tyler call. Uh, amazing. Amazing. What a moment that was. Still the greatest finish to a Premier League season, I think, right? Just when you think United have, have snapped it, they thought they'd won. They're watching the screens. At a, where were they again? Were they at Sunderland? I think it was. Right? Yeah, I and think they were. Boom. Yeah. Aguero yeah. pops it. No, weren't they at home? I thought they were at home. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, but they were, they were playing Sunderland, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And City QPR. No, I thought they were away, Jimmy. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, no, you're right. They were away. 10 years ago. Jeez. I think they were. No, they yeah. were away. Because City mm -hmm. was at home. Yeah. Amazing. Ten, ten oh, amazing. Even for, you know, as us as neutrals, I mean, at that point, watching that and Aguero go around <laughs> and, <laughs> and criticize all you will about Goose ownership pumps. and all that, right? The fact is, I mean, it did kind of usher in this new era and it's been fun. And I think the league mm -hmm. did need a new a new villain, if that's what you want to call him. Yeah. Because it was getting very tried and tested, right? It was Chelsea, United, Arsenal. Chelsea United Arsenal, Chelsea United Arsenal, right? And, and then despite, you know, money's money, whatever, it's modern football. But the fact is that they, they changed the way the Premier League was perceived. And then Pep came later on and changed the way the game was played in the Premier League. So it's been a fun 10 years, I think, overall. It's been some great seasons. It has been. Yeah, now, with all the criticism and how they operate and, you yeah. know, all the, you know, backstories about that the actual league is certainly and the quality of the league has benefited and, and we're going to see it again you know with the the bone saw merchant saudis buying newcastle <laughs> yep how long before they they you know celebrating their first championship 
And who's scoring their winning goal? Hmm. So we're going to change again, boys. He might be only about will 10. the Reds stay in contention? Mm. What about uh, what about United? What's going on there? That's like we don't Ooh. have Brendan. We don't have Dunlop to to praise United, but that's embarrassing. No, coming out and playing like that and just. It's like they gave up. I yeah. mean, yeah. Ronaldo gets that yellow card and flips off, semi-flips off the, the ref, and I'm just like, you guys aren't even trying anymore. I agree with you, Dan. It was absolutely embarrassing. I could not imagine a Man United side going ever to Brighton and Hove Albion and getting absolutely schooled. I thought that was the same Brighton, Hope Albion. I thought they were playing. <laughs> Yeah, they, the yeah, they swapped like, jerseys. It's crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. And they played some unbelievably good football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think Brighton, when they went back in that dressing room, must have been looking at each other just going, we just pumped Man United. Can you believe that? I was worried to have Never in their dreams it, would they have thought of doing that and dominating a game. Oh, but do you think know, United. when teams more. play United now, when, when a Brighton or whoever it is plays United now, though, it's not the same to beat them as it was even five years ago, let alone... 12 years ago it's it, it, this season for the first time ever it's like every team thinks they've got a chance and even last year you know they finished second united even the year before they're not very good but they're still united they're still you know a brighton getting a result against united still a huge deal now it's like we we should they it's embarrassing well. not to they got a that whole that just about that whole squad has got to go it's got to go <laughs> they're not good enough they're no. not good enough it doesn't it doesn't matter they're just collectively not good enough. Oh, it's crazy. But like on paper, like if you look at it, you go Ronaldo, Fern, uh, Fernandez, Mata, like the players that they that they have, Matic, Lindelof, good like players, De Gea, De Gea, But like these are they're big names on paper. But De Gea is great. He's the only one that's actually performed consistently well. Did you hear Cavani this week? Cavani said that. Um... Had he known that Ronaldo was signing late last window, he would have asked to leave the club. Wow. And found it. Not, not because he doesn't like Ronaldo and doesn't want to play with him. He goes, he's a great guy, obviously a legend. But I knew that that would affect my my game this, this season. Yeah. So if at that point, before the season kicks off, there's already players in that room thinking, oh, you signed Ronaldo? Well, Jesus, where do I fit in now? And I'll blame Ronaldo for this. This is not me digging at Ronaldo. But it just has a broken that that team was from day one this season and how they had no plan in place and how making that late sign, that late emotional signing really affected more than, than just, you know, the obvious. Hmm. So it's Cavani, he's mid-30s, he's been around the block, he's a great player, and he would have left. And here they are going to Brighton, Brighton's biggest top-flight victory ever. More touches in the opposition's box than any other side all season. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. it was amazing. It was like I, I'd never seen anything like it. I, it was, it was a for United fans. I mean, it it could not get any worse. And we thought it, we thought we said that last week and the week before. <laughs> it seems isn't it crazy? No, the are off. They are off. Yeah, yeah. But you well, can't some good stuff going on down the bottom of the table. Everyone. Well, there's another team whose wheels are off that I'm really, really shocked with. Leeds. Nope. Leicester, what the hell's yeah. going on with them? 
Again, is that a case? I mean, they've had a bad year, injuries, but now they're safe. They've been safe for a long time. Is it a case of like they got their flip flops on and they just mm-hmm. don't care? Is that what it is? Do you think? It certainly looks like it. They are. Jesus, they're fourteenth, sure. eh? Wow. Fourteenth. Like Schmeichel didn't have wow. a good game. There's a lot of goalkeeper mistakes. Well, Leeds step down into the Except drop down now as well. The difference is between all the teams at the bottom right now, for me, is Pickford is an unbelievable form as well for Everton. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. may be the difference. And then you got the Leeds goalkeeper, um, Menele, who's he's 22 years of age. I've never, every time I see him play, he's he just seems like a train wreck right waiting to happen. He's caught on possession. Bang, you're down a goal. Like, brutal. Not good enough. Not good enough. But, I mean, Leeds, uh, you feel bad for Jesse Marsh, right? Because these are individual mistakes costing his team right now. It's not as if they're not playing for him. It's not mm-hmm. as if they've, they've had this big decline since he arrived. There's issues beforehand. But they're just individual mistakes. And and Jimmy, as a, as a coach, as a manager, you can prepare your team. You can set them up. You can't prepare for stupid mistakes by individuals it must drive you mad as a coach of course it does you know especially you know when you look at some games and you think and as a game's going on you're like okay look we look tactically good we're organized you know there's a lot of discipline in possession we look good and then all of a sudden someone just has a a little brain fart and you go what was that and you're down one nil from nothing and it's the most frustrating thing you'll ever experience as a manager because you sit down beside your assistants and look at it and go, well, what the hell was that? So you can only, you can train the players and you can prepare them for as much, or pre- prepare them as much as you can and give them every resource and all the tools to get themselves ready for that game. But when they step onto that pitch, you have no idea what's going to happen. And it's funny because, you know, as, as coaches during the warm up, you know, I, I'd be sitting there and, you know, the, the coaches staff will come in, and I'd be like, okay, how, you know, how was the warm-up? How do we look? Oh, we look great. We look at the ball. Boys were buzzing. The ball's getting knocked around. Goalkeeper coach is going, Jesus, some of the finishes were fantastic. And then you lose a game 4 now. <laughs> and then other days, the coaches would come in and go, oh, my God, we're in trouble. What a bag of shit warm-up that was. <laughs> we are in trouble. Strap yourselves in, boys, because this is going to be a long night. <laughs> and then you, you end up winning a game 3-1. So – you just never know. You never know what's going to happen. And I think that's that's the beauty of the the sport. What is know. a bag of it, shit warm? Jimmy, tell me what. Explain to me what is a when you, when you see your boys out there warming up before a game, and you can tell something's not right. What is that? Oh, it's they're sluggish. You know, you might do a little bit of possession. The balls are going astray, and you know the simple passes look difficult. You know, you can already see them breathing heavy. And you're just panic mode starts setting in you're like oh no 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 <laughs> but then they go out there and it's completely different so it's it's so hard to judge during a warm up you know how they how they're going to perform but it's it's like every it's like every sport look it's like horse racing the same thing like you just don't know you look at a horse and you think okay he's ready and you, he gets into those blocks and he's out and finishes dead last and you're going what the hell happened there like hey, just, I, I picked, no I picked the, uh, the derby winner yesterday, by the way, 80-1. to one. <laughs> Yeah, sure Crushed did. It. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the one leader, uh, who was leading going down the street? I mean, it was an unbelievable race. Unbelievable. But, Came from uh, nowhere. Jesus. The one leading looked like Dunny. 
going down the pitch down the right wing. <laughs> concrete Fucking boots. A, yeah, oh, concrete boots and quicksand. Was, <laughs> and here comes the 80 to one shot. <laughs> and he's Was running it? with three legs. <laughs> yeah. He's dragging his hind leg. <laughs> he's lame. Still winning. <laughs> the jockey's running beside him. That <laughs> uh, was crazy. Um, quickly back to the uh, top of the table here. Liverpool tied Spurs 1-1. Played pretty well, but you know sometimes it's not your day. Spurs are a good team, right? I did love love Cop's celebration yeah. when they equalized. I mean, how many fist pumps was that? that that's probably a record number of fist pumps by, by Klopp. I think I counted 12. Maybe it wasn't 12, but it felt that way anyway. It, it was something else. It wasn't enough. You've got to give Antonio Conte credit, eh, Craig? He's got yeah. that team so organized. Um, do you think mm. he sticks around next year if they finish top four? Yeah, I think he's got every chance if they finish top four. Just not sure if they're going to finish top four or not. Well, they've got, uh, they got Arsenal who's in fourth this week, Thursday on Thursday. And then yeah. yeah, there's two more weeks after that. So they'll need Arsenal to stumble. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. They're miles uh, off Liverpool for though, if, for class though, aren't they? I mean, really, when you look at the whole team and yeah. like they, the way they played, it's like, yeah, we, this is how we have to get a result. And um, that's fine. And that's, uh, that's football. There's many ways to do it, but it's, uh, it's not like they're going at teams and, who would you say is closest to closing the gap on, on the top two for next season? Um, Chelsea, they, they found the owner now. It looks like Todd Bowley. Um, obviously, they've got to get approval from the government and from the Premier League, but it looks like that will go ahead. So you've got Chelsea, you've got Arsenal. Where did he come? Um, he's American. He's, he owns, part, I think, 20% of the Dodgers, and there's obviously some hedge fund there involved as well. Um, I don't know the details there. Yeah. But, he looks um, dodgy. He looks dodgy. He, he's he, as dodgy he, as a parameter. He wears shades. You know, yeah, you, know, you can't trust owners who wear shades. Does he wear sunglasses in at night? Is he yep. one of those guys? He's, he's Corey Hart. Hart. He's uh, Corey Harding it. Yeah. What? What ownership groups? These multi-billion-dollar consortiums don't look dodgy. <laughs> now they all look the you don't get that prime, kind of money without priming. being dodgy. But it used to be it used to be though that they were dodgy because they were used car salesmen, right? The the local businessman owner, right, was dodgy. Clearly, he wore a sheepskin jacket. You know, he was dodgy. Now they're dodgy because they cut up reporters. You know, yeah. So there's yeah. different levels of dodginess, but I think yeah. we paint them all with the same brush now because of the high profile ones, the well, ones of the world. They're, they're running countries, oil states. Yeah, a few skeletons in those closets, shall we say? monarchies yeah it'd be like the, the royal family buying a team right dodgy as dodgy as as you'll, you'll get great cover-ups they're safe <laughs> most of them <laughs> not all of them perhaps prince andrew prince but, andrew's you know, gonna be no running the team oh, we're not, yeah. not singling out you know well, hold on a minute charms Saudi arabia who's, or what? charms who's the president of the the english fa that's right prince william isn't he <laughs> 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 yeah good point yeah wouldn't trust him yeah, Sharm mm. sent me a uh, a little note. We're going to start putting warnings, you know, not safe for work. And there's some going to be some swear words at the front of our, just so everyone knows. And uh, I think the Queen of England, I think JC does a great Queen of England. Yes. So we'll all talk like this. You may not be amused with the language <laughs> exactly. in the following podcast. <laughs> so we're going to have the Queen of England doing the warning at the uh, top end, just so you guys know. While we can, because she ain't doing too well these days, looks at things. So, 
Maybe we'll take advantage of that one we can. Because right. she's lived forever, isn't she? That family just don't it's die. There, no. <laughs> they live longer hey. than their teeth. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, they outlive she's, their teeth. She's on. She's on her fifth set now. <laughs> she is. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They actually have um like peasants that they they grow just for the teeth, and then they remove the teeth from the peasants, <laughs> transplant them in the bowels of Buckingham Palace. Yeah. And, and the those young... peasants are called the Scots. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Scots would say, yeah, freaking right. I wanted to see Jimmy cringe. I oh, wanted to yeah. see him cringe there. Or the Irish. Or, or, the, or Irish. the Welsh. Or the Welsh. G- no, Jimmy's right. got it all covered, really. Yeah. yeah the Scots <laughs> and the Irish covered. But yeah, so back to my question. Out of the, the, you know, the pretenders, who's closest to closing that gap? And do you think they can close it by next season to give us more of a race with more than just two teams? Given the Arsenal's young team on the rise, obviously, Arteta's signed a new deal. Um, Spurs are Spurs, might keep Conte. Harry Kane's the issue there, perhaps. Um, I would think that's probably about it as a pretenders, right? Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. Um, but who, who's closest? Mm-hmm. Well, I say United are miles off, as we discussed already, right? So who, who's the closest there? Uh, Depends what Chelsea Chelsea's budget's going to be and what they're going to allow to spend. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? If they give them money, Chelsea's going to be the yeah. team that's going to be coming. I'm, I'm still. Still got the dark horse with Newcastle. Yeah, that's true. Newcastle, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, something's going to happen there. If they yeah, spend lost wisely. leg, someone's yeah. going to get their leg chopped off. That's what's going to happen. They don't. But it's still. I mean, with Newcastle, it's still a challenge to to bring in the top talent without European football to lure them with, right? You can get, they've done well so far. I like the players they brought in, but it's not like they can throw money at Mbappe this summer because they can't offer that level of football. It's still a build. They're going to have to overpay. Big time. 100%. Like Lorenzo Insigne overpay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy money. Like blow everyone else out of the water. Yeah. Money will always do it. Yeah, but yeah. But an Mbappe, for example, is getting getting paid no matter where he goes, if he stays or he goes. But a PSG or a Real Madrid can offer Champions League football as well. Newcastle mm-hmm. is just just cold hard cash for a couple of years. I don't know. What are you worth? When you were a footballer, when you were playing football, right? Craig, let's start with you. You're at you're at West Ham, say, when you first went there. United come in for you, right? But at the same time, West Ham got this huge backing in the off-season. Saudi Arabians bought the club, and they can quadruple your pay. A bit more than United can, but they can also offer you the Champions League. What How old are you, are you? personally? Craig's 27. Yeah. Quadruple your pay? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to take the money. Yeah. And, and at Even the same the- time, if you go to Newcastle, you, you're in a time like anything they do from now on. They, it's been generations of you know basically you know up and down, some divisions and mediocrity. This team leading it forward is going to be you know they're going to be legends. So yeah. to do that and to take be a part of that club that's so you know well supported, it's be pretty special as well. And then you're making money as well. You look at, remember Oscar when he left Chelsea and he went to China. I was kind of like, what are you doing, man? Like you're at the top of your game and you're you're playing in the Premier League and Champions League and what are you doing? And But when I read an article about when 
he said, I would be seen the way I grew up as being selfish, not taking that money when I'm not just looking after myself, I'm looking after my family, I'm looking after a community, right? Now, all of a sudden, he says, it becomes not just about myself, it becomes about other people. So, Because your people don't give a shit about the big shiny trophy in your cabinet. No, they don't. They care about, you know, setting their family up and their family up and their family up for generations. Right. You, you know what? You've just put a nice, cozy feel to mercenary bastards. Well done. Well, the, the big thing, too, is Craig would have to put bone saw, the, the word bone saw, on the cupboard. He can't use that ever again. Never again. Right? Yep. You'll never be able to use that word ever again if you went and, go, went and played for Newcastle. No. Yeah, Called we discussed this before. Months ago. Saw. Think, before Jimmy arrived, we discussed this, right? And I think you were saying, Craig, that you did have ethics. And, and you wouldn't have gone down the Saudi route where I said I had no ethics. I would have definitely gone for the money. What about you, Jimmy? Uh, where do you stand on that? Would you have jumped in the Newcastle bandwagon, ignored the, uh, the issues at, off at, the field, and just gone for the money? At 27, yeah, you've got a good few years left. Yeah, you're going for the dough then. <laughs> going for the money. Jimmy wouldn't even know what the issues are. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> hey, turn a blind eye. Hey, what's going on? What, what's, what's going on? They just produce oil, don't they? I would play so stupid. It was ridiculous. <laughs> That's what these guys should you know do. What's going right? on? No, not players, a clue. They should play the dumb footballer, right? They should do that, these guys. Yeah. When they're asked these tough questions, right? When Callum Wilson's asked a tough question, oh, what are you talking about? What? Saudi, they, they, they do well. I, I, I'm a footballer. I just play. I, I, I respect that. You bet you're better off doing that. Just go, oh, Saudi Arabia, it's a beautiful country. I love South America. <laughs> True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just play stupid yeah. and just go. So tropical. I love the rainforest. Oh, God. Oh, it's amazing. The ocean's beautiful this time of year. And then yeah. leave you alone. <laughs> yeah. Just weigh me in now. Uh, a couple of Canadians won championships this past weekend in the WSL. Jesse Fleming at Chelsea. They enter the weekend, point up on Arsenal. They got the job done. Champions again. And uh, Julia Grosso at Juve in the Serie A champion again as well. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Great to see. Yeah, absolutely is. So, love, I love hard. seeing Canadians winning championships. It's hard to uh, keep track. It's uh, we've, we've had so many in the last few years. It's quite yeah. insane. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm not getting... Uh, not getting uh, bored of it that's for sure but jesse fleming outstanding she's uh, uh since she's gone to chelsea and she's won a league cup an fa cup a charity shield and the olympic gold medal as well for canada and uh, you know so she's uh absolutely killing it at 23 yeah still so young it's amazing isn't it getting these trophies at young age just beginning it's fantastic amazing. she's gonna have a great trophy cabinet when she's done yep and the, and the game is just the game is at the right time for her too. It's just absolutely banging on forward, and the chances and opportunities. We just—it'd uh, be really nice to see some sort of way to help out the ones that actually don't have passports from Europe or your EU passports or English passports or whatever to get over there. So yeah. we're yeah. just not ready yet, you know. NWSL, yeah, we NWSL team up here at the very least to start things off, right? Have that option mm-hmm. up here. And that would do well, sure. I think. Oh, yeah. I think it would too. We'll keep uh, our tabs on the, this topic and, and we'll discuss it in future weeks and months. Um, let's get let Jimmy get back to his family for Mother's Day and his birthday, of course. Uh, Wunger 
we uh, are going to miss out on Tuesday. No show on Tuesday. However, we're going to start with a bang on yeah. Wednesday slash Thursday with the original as we begin our new partnership and a new sponsor as well, which we'll announce in the next show. So keep your subscriptions turned on. Keep tuned into your social media because uh, it's going to be a big week, I think, for Footy Prime. Yeah, it's exciting. And you know what? I, I do have to take a little bit of exception with your charms, announcing that I had brand new dishwasher money. I've been getting uh, getting played out on Twitter. A few people have been <laughs> bugging me about the dishwasher <laughs> money. So that it made it sound like I absconded with Footy Prime money to buy a dishwasher. <laughs> but what really makes me upset is that I'm getting phone calls now from new refrigerator people because they want me to buy a new refrigerator and stove. It's like, it's like it's like internet. I'm literally getting fed ads for all these other things. So I want I, I'm a little upset with you. Sorry, so, you know, umbrage. I'm sorry. I'm taking umbrage. Does does the um <laughs> does the dishwasher at least match the, the fridge and match the stove? The eyebrows match the uh <laughs> drapes match the, the drapes. carpet. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't what I was saying. I was actually meaning appliances. Yes, hey, the, everything's if, if uh, you want to go down there, that's fine. Everything's stainless steel for the first They're all time different in my life. Colors. Stainless steel. Nice. Atta boy. <laughs> wow. Welcome to 2022. Yeah. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed that. We're back, as I mentioned, on uh, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, and it should be the beginning of something big, special, and a lot of fun for us, and hopefully you. See you later. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.